Hello and welcome to this year's final Clear Cruise podcast and this week we're taking a look at some of our highlights from a very varied and exciting year. Up later we have Andy Harmer reuniting with his partner in crime Lucy Huxley as she talks about becoming a cruise godmother. Andy also talks with Virgin Voyages about their hotly anticipated new ship, The Scarlet Lady, and we talk with TV personalities Rosemary Schrager and Jenny Falconer about their views on the industry. But first, ahead of her departure at the end of the year, Andy spoke with Clear CEO Cindy Dioust. Enjoy. So I'm joined by Cindy, who's the president and CEO of Clear. Thank you for joining us, Cindy. Happy to be here and on your side of the pond. I know. In London. In London, uh, on a beautiful sunny day. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. No, it does not. Thank <laughs> you very much for allowing me to be here during that time. Well, <laughs> well we appreciate your time. Um, how did you, how on earth did you end up in cruising? It wasn't a direct path, I'll say that. I started um, in the hospitality and the travel tourism industry for about 25 years. And four years ago, Christine Duffy, who'd been a, a longtime friend and mentor, uh, who was at CLIA, yeah. said she needed a COO. And I thought, well, this is exciting because in the 1980s, I had teams of planners for cruising report to me, but I myself wasn't a cruiser. And I knew the industry had changed dramatically. Christine had kind of ta- told me some of the things that have changed in the industry. So the opportunity both to work with Christine and then to get more knowledgeable about cruising and use my experience with the travel agents, with the commercial side of the business, all seem to be like a great idea. And Clear is now a global organization. It must be interesting uh, to visit all of the different Clear offices and countries and see the differences. Yeah, if, I, if someone were to ask me what, you know, what has been the most interesting and I'd say also challenging part of the, the years at Clear, it's been taking us from a global organization on paper and really moving us into a living global organization and all that entails. And it does mean not only visiting all the offices, but understanding the cultures and the issues that we have around the world. And and as you know, Andy, we've tried to say that we have a global organization, so we have a global framework so that we can share best practice, but really it's got to be the local experts that deal with the issues and support their markets. So it's been a lot of fun. And um, we were lucky enough for the last couple of years for you to speak at our main conference in Southampton. Um, we've enjoyed you being there each year. Uh, and this year the theme was around Generation Cruise. Why has never been a better time to cruise? Um, but there really hasn't been a better time to cruise, right? There really hasn't. Um, you, if you listen to Arnold Donald, he'll describe we are in a period of kind of the golden cruise era. And I think that's true from so many perspectives. Again, me coming in with kind of fresh eyes and seeing all that there is to offer any traveler of any uh, age demographic, budget, um, preference, bucket list. There's not another industry or vacation option that offers what cruising does, which then drives us to the highest guest satisfaction rating of any vacation option. So it's a great time no matter what type of milestone you're celebrating, what type of budget you have or where you want to go. And that and that choice that we have in our industry now means that um, we are attracting new generations such as millennials for example. That's exciting for our industry's future as well. Well what's so different about the millennials from people I'll say in my age group knowing you're probably just a few years younger. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the millennials are not attracted to material items and to purchasing things. They want experiences and they want to experience things that maybe, you know, aren't going to be forever or are unique, one of a kind, truly personalized to themselves. That's 
everything that cruising offers. You can create your own itinerary, your own activity options, where you want to go in the world, how you get there. So it plays absolutely to that desire to personalize and to experience. So a clearly a really exciting time for the industry and lots to look forward to, but is there anything that keeps you up at night? Well, I think what keeps me up at night is probably the same thing that keeps most tourism leaders up at night, and that is we have such a responsibility to ensure that both the locals in any destination as well as the visitors have a positive experience. And it's not a problem that any one entity can solve. We've all got to work together to ensure the infrastructure is there, you know, that they're planned for the visitors that are coming in. There are a broad choice of options and tours for people to experience. Um, and that, you know, we all work together to ensure, as I said, that that experience when you're there is positive, whether you're a, a local, a resident, or whether you're a visitor, because tourism de delivers such a strong contribution to any um, economic area that it's important that the, the emotional side of it is really positive as well. And I think one of the other changes maybe over the last few years that we've noticed is that cruising has gone from being something we talk about at local level to something that's truly global. Well, I think a lot of that is the fact that we have these beautiful ships that are now becoming part of a destination. People enjoy being on the ships. We are growing. Certainly we're growing not only in the, the size of our fleet, but in the number of cruisers and the innovation. So you're absolutely right. More people want to be cruisers. In fact, I think our return rates are about 85%. If you've been on a cruise, you'll take another cruise. So absolutely, people know more about cruising. They understand the flexibility. And if you've gone on one, you want to go on another. And you've taken a, a few cruises in the, the last few years. Do you have a favorite memory or experience or ports that you've, you've enjoyed? Um, I think what I'd, I'd really describe as my favorite moment on a cruise, of course I love the destinations, I love mm. visiting the, the cities and immersing myself, but for me, I have found that the days at sea, sitting on a balcony, maybe with a cocktail in my hand, maybe, maybe <laughs> enjoying the sound of the water, whether it's a day or at night, I'm actually mesmerized by the ocean and a beautiful day on the sea is one of the most relaxing moments that I can ever experience, so I really love that. Cindy, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Amy, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm with Lucy Huxley, the godmother of Azamara Pursuit. Uh, good morning. Morning, how are you? Good, and it's the morning after the day before. How was yesterday? Oh, uh, it was a long day, actually. Uh, early start, uh, down to Southampton, and straight into rehearsals. So we had two rehearsals actually, one where I had to rehearse my speech with Ellen, and uh, then I had to go off and have hair and makeup done, which, you know, if you're a girl, that's like really exciting. <laughs> I've never had that done before. So that was good, uh, really lovely lady who came to do that. And then, um, but you still have to do the usual thing, so I had to go to muster drill, fully made up, looking Did a you? little bit silly. Not wearing the dress though. No, no, dress was a very last minute thing. Everything else had to be ready. Um, so we did a walkthrough with the executives, so Larry Pimentel, the, the CEO and president of Azamara, and also Richard Fain was here, so he's the um, chairman of the whole of Royal Caribbean, yeah. and um, the captain, Captain Carl, and then Ellen and I, and we had to sort of work out who was going to walk with who, so both the gentlemen took Ellen and I on their arms and walked us in, so we did all that as the, as the um, rehearsal, quick change into our uh, gowns, we were asked to wear 
a shade of blue, which is the color of the Azamara uh, branding and logo. So, um, yeah, and then we had a quick change and then away we went. And the ceremony was felt like it was over really quickly, but you had the chance to speak to everybody with your speech. That was amazing. Yeah, so nerve-wracking. But um, And I was the first godmother to speak, so I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Um, yeah, so everybody else had spoken first. Richard Fain had spoken, and then uh, Larry. There was the cruise director, Tony Mackey, who was um, the, the master of ceremonies. There were pipers from the Reading Scottish uh, Pipers Band, which were amazing. Um, mm. A singer from the ship, Molly, um, singing a song about hope. Uh, and that was um, to reflect the new sculpture that Azamara have had commissioned, which is called the Beacon of Hope, which is in the Mosaics Cafe. Um, it's, a, it's a woman standing on a globe holding a loft a halo and the idea is that it brings together different cultures and brings peace and harmony to the world so that was lovely and then yeah so then we got to speak um, I gave a two minute speech it was timed to perfection <laughs> um, and I didn't fluff any words that's good isn't it it was so, a great speech <laughs> so my, but my speech very importantly I wanted to talk about the travel trade because I have been selected to represent both the UK and um, travel agents who are obviously very important to Azamara. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to talk about, you know, my readers of Travel Weekly and obviously um, travel agents who are booking Azamara or, you know, supporting the cruise industry in general. So that was the theme of my speech. And Ellen is the other godmother. Mm -hmm. uh, how is she? Because uh, you're kind of related now through a ship. We are. Do you know what we get on really well? We come from very different walks of life, actually. So I, I imagine I would never have met her in any right. other circumstance. Um, so what an honour to, you know, be thrown together in a, in such a way. She's just lovely. Um, she really believes in um, the power of travel to connect mm. people and to bring good to the world. It's something that she's really passionate about. She is the chief revenue officer of a magazine called Afar. Um, which is all about luxury, deeper travel. So, um, so yeah. So she represented the luxury consumer, and you know how how she believes travel is a force for good. And I was perhaps presenting, you know, representing the yeah. the, the UK agents. So I, I thought we got on brilliantly. She's good fun, actually. Yeah, she seems really nice. Yeah, lovely. And the ship. How amazing is the ship? She have you have you had the chance to have a look round properly yet? Yeah, I haven't had a tour. I've been just. Um, kind of I have my my godmother angel and she just appears and then tells me where I need to be so we've been to lots of places but right. you know obviously for different um you know events and um I, I'm shortly to go and do another piece to camera and speak to some media um that's weird because I'm obviously am the media yeah uh, but now me. I'm going to speak to the media <laughs> I'll probably end up interviewing them, you know. I just can't break a <laughs> habit of a lifetime. Um, yeah, no, so so we've been to lots of parts of the ship. I think she's absolutely stunning. Um, and what's more, more important, I've spoken to quite a lot of the guests. There's a lot of um, really loyal guests on board, and they are just blown away. And mm. I think it's their opinion, because they obviously have travelled on journey and quest. Yeah. And so to see Pursuit, um, you know, I think they, they, they've got a benchmark, haven't they? And they say she absolutely, you know, exceeds all expectations, and she's stunning. You know, we're doing this podcast from my suite. Yes, which so, is lovely. Um, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's decorated so tastefully. Mm. Bed was really comfortable. Shower is amazing. Um, and really clever things, you know, like USB charging ports right next to the bed. I mean, how annoying do we... It's so annoying when we stay in a hotel yeah. and you've got nowhere to charge your phone. One of not my enough pet sockets. hates. Yeah. Hate it. So, I mean, it's small touches like that mm. that they've added in in the refit in Belfast. 
Um, another little thing, this is a small thing, right. one of my pet hates, <laughs> is when you have to step on a pedal on the bin to put your contact lens cases in, you know, when you're throwing them away. There's no lid to the bin, I love that. Oh, you can just throw things away. You see, it's always the small, small things. Small things, <laughs> but there you are, that, you've made me a happy godmother because of your bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, on behalf of Clear and everybody, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And enjoy your, uh, your day on board. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Andy Harmer and I'm here today at Fincantieri where Virgin Voyagers has made a number of big announcements about their soon to launch first ship but also seeing the steel cutting for the very second ship. And I'm here with Stacey who's based in North America and Shane who many people in the UK will know who's looking after the UK part of Virgin Voyagers. Uh, Stacey, this is a huge day for Virgin Voyagers. How exciting to be here. Uh, what, what's, what's the big announcement for you? Was it the name or was it some of the other reveals that we've had? No, it's a, an incredibly exciting day for all of us. Uh, I think uh, the announcement of the Scarlet Lady and our name, um, to see not only the brand coming to life, but you know, I was here in the shipyard in October when we were laying the keel um, and there was nothing really to see other than the excitement of, of Richard Branson and Boy George and, and our, our Tom McAlpin. Which is exciting enough, right? Boy yes. George being here. Yeah, but now that we're actually here several months later and seeing our ship um, really coming to life and coming together uh, and then and to, to reveal the name to the world of the ship is an incredible feeling. And you can actually call it a ship now because it, it looks like a ship for the first time. Is it is the first time you've seen it in, in such a not finished state because it's about only 40% built but it, it looks like a ship now. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were looking for some of our executives yesterday and somebody answered when I asked where is so and so, well they're on the ship. And we said, oh, well, that's a thing now, on the ship, because for you can actually time. be on the ship. So. And you've, you've worked in cruise for a long time, but it must be very exciting working for a brand that's new, and everything is new, and everything, I guess, therefore, is very exciting. Yeah, to be able to start, um, I mean, I've been in the industry my entire career, and I've worked for some exceptional companies and yeah. done some very innovative things. But to work for a brand that is starting from a blank sheet of paper and to be able to create everything uh, from scratch and to think about the sailor and our partners and, uh, you know, we talk about an epic sea change for all, meaning uh, our communities, our oceans, our ports, our partners, our sailors, um, really trying to do something very different and change, change the business for good. Fantastic. And Shane, you must have felt that this was a great brand for you to get involved with. Yeah, this was the dream gig. And this is the job that you pinch yourself every single day. So every time I learn something more about the ship, the product, the brand, um, and about, Stacey mentioned about changing business for good. Something um, that we announced today was the Scarlet Squad. So one thing that I was shocked to hear is 97% of officers uh, on board, senior officers on board ships are actually male. Uh, and something that we're doing is introducing the Scarlet Squad to address that. And moving forward, uh, we'll be nurturing female talent to make sure we address that balance. So something like that, for me, it makes me so proud to work for a company like Virgin Voyages because it's an example of how we are tangibly changing business for good and creating an FSC change. And that's a great example, actually, because you're changing perceptions about cruising. Every, well, it feels like it every time you make an announcement. Yeah. And, and how, do, how do you think the customer is going to respond to that? Because this is, is presumably a different kind of cruise holiday. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we're trying to create something for people who might not have considered cruising um, because they don't understand it or they don't think it's cool or um, for, for or whatever, whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but we know that there are many, many people who are cruising today who love the, the concept and the idea um, who will really like what we're doing. And, you know, we, we've talked about, you've heard Tom speak about um, very openly, not everyone will like what we're doing. Of course but many people will love what we're doing and that's really who we're trying to reach. And actually in the UK, Shane, a lot of people have said we're excited about Virgin coming along because it'll it'll suddenly showcase cruise to a whole new customer base that maybe we haven't spoken to before. Yeah, absolutely, and and the demand is there already. So what surprises me, having joined Virgin Voyages, is we've had people ready to part with their money and buy a, a product that they know nothing or very little about so far. So there is such demand out there for people who are loyal to the Virgin brand. They understand that Virgin does something different when Virgin enters into a sector, and Virgin Voyages is no different to that. We are ex exceptionally excited about everything that we're doing. And, and when I joined the business, I put my faith completely in Stacey because I knew nothing about the business other than we were going to create an epic sea change. And I, yeah. I trusted that it was going to be so special and incredible. And I honestly have to say, every single day, I'm amazed by what we're doing. Every element of a cruise holiday has been thought about and making sure that we're creating an exceptional experience and we're not just creating somebody's best week of their year we are creating somebody's best week of their life or whatever vacation yeah. they spend at with us at least that's the goal yeah that's the goal yeah, yeah. and and what's what's refreshing and clear from from this event is that you're also a very trade friendly brand as well so and the trade will be an important part of your your, your model going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been very clear that we refer to our travel partners as first mates. And the reason why we call them first mates is a first mate is the captain's right-hand man, the, the most trusted, loyal companion. And that's exactly how we see um, our our first mates, our travel partners. So we're incredibly keen. We've had some of our first partners, our first mates out here uh, in Genoa with us, with yourself. So yeah. it's been great for the first time to actually start talking um, to our potential first mates. Uh, and it's great because I do think there'll be uh, people out there that I've never saw cruises before uh, and I do genuinely think Virgin Voyages will open the door to them to enter into the cruise market but also people who are experienced selling cruise they will have an opportunity to attract and speak to a new audience that they perhaps have never spoken to before. And very quickly because I can hear that stuff is already happening in, in the background there but very quickly in the UK is an important part of the distribution for Virgin Voyages. Absolutely yeah uh, we like to say that we're a global brand with an American address and a British heritage so we know there's a natural love and affinity and affection for our brand uh, especially yeah. from the UK uh, it's a very special and important market for us and one of the greatest things that I have found about uh, my gig at Virgin Voyages is being able to listen to travel partners from all around the world to what they like what they don't like what's hard for them what are their obstacles um, and to create and build something um, to, to address all of those things. So we think that people will be pretty excited about uh, our partners, our first mates, about what we have to say to them in a couple of months. Uh, we sure hope so, and we can't wait to talk about that. Fantastic. Well, listen, both of you, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for what is already an amazing day. I look forward to seeing the ship close up as well. Thank you, Andy. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Thank you.
So I'm with Jenny and Rosemary. What an amazing evening for Princess Cruises. Uh, how did you get involved with Princess Cruises? Uh, well, actually, Princess Cruises um, asked me if I would like to come along and get involved tonight because they have obviously quite exciting news to announce to everyone. And um, I was quite excited about doing that. I've done a lot of travelling through the years right. and uh, and I've met the guys before but never actually worked with them, so it was nice. And a room of cruise experts, so that's quite daunting. I know. Well, it's well, I find it interesting because it means anything you ask, you can find an answer to it. So, and you seem to be, Rosemary's like a complete expert in cruising now because she has been on quite a few and so she's, she's been desperately keen to share everything she knows about oh, it. without and question. It's, but it's, it's, it's amazing, everyone has a different experience when they go yeah. on a cruise. So, um, Rosemary's experience is obviously you're so enthusiastic and happy with, with the type of cruise that you went on, but other people who've gone on a completely different holiday, maybe with families, with three generations of family, right. have had an equally brilliant experience, but a totally different one to the one that you had as well. And I think that's what yeah. I find quite interesting does about it. Does it not make you want to go on a cruise yet? Yeah, no, it does. And I have a <laughs> seven-year-old, Okay. And um, for me and my husband, I think it would be brilliant because we're always looking for a holiday where we can go and she can make friends because yeah. she loves hanging out with us, but also it would be some, something nice for her to kind of meet other kids and there's loads to do and we get to travel without her going, God, I'm bored with my mum and dad, just travelling in a car. You know, that it's, yeah. it's something yeah, there, yeah. the travel becomes a bit more interesting. And if the kids are having a good holiday, then the parents are too. Tick. <laughs> Correct. So you had a really difficult interview because your interviewee on stage was really quiet Didn't and shut subdued. Up. Didn't and, uh, shut up. But the thing is, there was there was no point stopping your train of thought. <laughs> you were you were on a roll, Rosemary. I mean, you you've had you've had a great cruise experience with Princess. Though. I did, and actually, it was the nicest ship I've ever been on. Um, infinitely way ahead of anything else. Um, and I think the quality of food and everything, I couldn't wait. And actually, I've got a lot more to say. So can I say it now, please? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be difficult for us to edit. But uh, so you were invited by Princess Cruises to go on one of their ships to presumably do a cooking class or a, or no, a lecture? No, no, no. It, it was to do talking about my experiences okay. abroad and all the yeah. things I've done and in my work and my life. So I, I, I just basically... Do you know when they asked you to talk for 45 minutes, did you really just talk for 45 minutes? Oh, no, at least an hour and a half. <laughs> They said, do you know what happens? People give me the mic and actually runs out of battery by the end of it. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. No, but, it's but, easy. But you've, you've got some great stories to tell. I have. The thing about me with cruises, all seriousness, actually, I like to go to the spa. I yeah, spend my yeah. time in the spa. That's what I do. And, of course, uh, I, 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 I just get, I just, I just I, it's just time because it's all there. It's easy. You don't have to get into your car and go somewhere. Yeah. You just have all the trips there's no faff is there there's no faff of packing nothing. and unpacking in between every nothing, single hotel nothing. or trip and as we do so much maintenance in our world in our life yeah. that i'm afraid it's like you get it done you get it done in one place what i didn't realize when you were explaining that, that when you go into a port you don't need to show your passports i did you not know i that? did not no. have a but clue that's one about of the that. joys is that that's you that the ship takes care of it i, so it's I so genuinely relaxing. didn't even consider that that would be an option we're so going <laughs> to sign you up to a cruise you've got to do it you've got yeah. to do it as a foodie the the restaurants must dread you walking into them and and, and eating there well i think they do because they they're sort of quite worried about me um what generally yeah, yeah okay generally <laughs> but you know as long as it's you're never going to get what i call the michelin starred restaurant or well, you might but i'm it, it's unlikely generally. because of the quantity of people right. you know and so on but what you want is fresh food well cooked well executed on the plate, tasty and great service. And I tell you, that's what I got. 
that was the best food mm. on the Sapphire Princess, and I'm genuinely saying mm. that I've actually had on cruises before. Amazing. It was amazing. And I was quite surprised because I can tell you a few stories from other cruises. Well, don't tell was, us that. No, yeah. I'm, not gonna do, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to go there. <laughs> but itinerary-wise, did you get to visit some amazing places along the way? Uh, no, I didn't get okay. off the ship. Oh, you didn't? Decided, well, you were too busy. Well, decided, then you wanted no, no, the spa. You wanted I the made spa. It, I made a conscious decision. I've always <laughs> gone before. I made a conscious decision to make a beeline for the sanctuary and actually go and spend my time. I love that. So when everyone gets off, yeah, you're like, it's quiet. I can do what I, I want, it. though. And do you know, the it. sanctuary area, of, and Princess isn't the only one who has a sanctuary area, but many of them do. Yeah, but it do. is great on Princess. Oh, but fabulous. do you know, it is incredible. It's incredible. And you get your service. You get yeah. lovely people. You know, your steward. You get shade you if get you don't like too much heat. Your, and they move everything around yeah. for you. And it's, it's. I'm assuming it's child free. Child free. <laughs> it's, chi it's child. You should I'd be agreeing with darn that. Darn it! I and won't be allowed in there. Though. No, you can because no, the child will be, be oh, somewhere yeah. else. Okay. The, the, the facilities <laughs> for your child. Your child won't even want to know you. <laughs> well, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but it's true. They want to go back yeah. to make friends, and you can spend your time in the swimming pool at the sanctuary because there's a swimming pool at the sanctuary yeah. as well. And we talked a lot about some or, or princess cruises. Talked a lot about destinations this evening. Are there any places that either of you saw that you thought oh, you know, that you know would what? be amazing? I really fancy the I one do. to New York actually across the north. Yeah. I would just think it would be stunning to yeah. see that. Um, also, um, the European one would just be amazing because yes. I love Europe. We've done all the done all those cities, but to do them all in one trip would be fantastic. You haven't been to Japan yet, though. No, I've never done any of the further ones. That, that, that does look amazing. That it would be amazing for me. It's going to Japan, going to Pittsburgh, and going up to the fields. Yeah, those are the yeah. three that's ones three I'd like to do. That's three cruises. Yeah, that's three cruises. I'm already booked on. <laughs> that's what I'd like to go. Listen, both. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that's it for 2018. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and listened throughout the year and turned what was initially supposed to be a quarterly adventure into a weekly look into the world of cruising. You can join in on the conversation online by following us on social media and by using the hashtag ClearPod, C-L-I-A-P-O-D. That's all from us. I've been Toby Cruz, and we'll see you in the new year. Happy cruising. <laughs>